Hello, I'm Daniel Desmond, and welcome to Des Caught It. I'm here today with Caleb Goldstein. Hello. And Zachary Eden. Hello. This is a podcast about football for real fans. We're going to be talking about fantasy, gambling, and Jackson Mahomes TikTok and all the crazy things about the NFL, and it's going to be fun. We're going to have reoccurring segments with my friends and argue about some football. Today, we are going to give two bland, two spicy, and two burning takes as we have just hit the halfway point in the season. Our takes will get progressively bolder and bolder and crazy and crazier. Then we are going to end with our ride or die segment and have a lot of fun today. So, Caleb, let's get into our bland takes. What is your bland take? So, my bland take is that the Cardinals will still win the a- the NFC West. They already lead the division matchup against the Rams 1-0. to And I think a lot of people are going to be overrating this OBJ signing for the Rams and this Von Miller signing. After the Von Miller signing... They did not really look great on either sides of the ball. I'm not saying, obviously, Von Miller, he's a great player. He's not going to affect them that much. But I feel like Matthew Stafford's going to slow down a little bit. He's never really been in this situation where he had a great team around him, and he's had to really lead them to the playoffs here and make this number one spot. The Cardinals have a pretty easy schedule going forward. The Packers game, I think, was a complete fluke. And, you know, nobody's really going to stop them. I think they have a great matchup against the Rams, and I don't see the Rams beating them again, and I see the Cardinals just running away with this division. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like people are going to massively overrate this OBJ signing. Like, you look at this team, and you just have all of these stars from, like, seven years ago, like OBJ, Vaughn Miller, Matthew Stafford. All of these guys have just been around in the league for so long that it is going to overrate this team. But I do feel like the Rams... The Rams still have, they're a high-powered offense. They've been shaky a couple of games, but I do feel like in the end, the Cardinals will still win this division just because Kyler's playing great, D-Hop's coming back, and I think that they're a well-rounded team. Yeah, and I feel like this team is just, they they have not really shown any flaws this season. They showed one bad game against the Packers when it yeah. was really just, it's a it, Thursday night it's game. A, it's a Thursday night yeah. game. Kyler Murray played badly, and the Packers have nothing to play for. Literally, they have nobody even playing on the team. Mm-hmm. So they're. I mean, they ran away with. I mean, they didn't run away with the game, but they they took a win. You know, the Packers outplayed the Cardinals on all sides of the ball that game. But I feel like the Cardinals, when it really comes down to it, and they play these gritty games and these games where they have to win and these games where every single player has to make a has to step up like they did against the Rams, then they're gonna step up and they're gonna yeah. I think they're going to beat the Rams one more time and run away with this division. And I mean, I don't even think that we would be having this conversation if A.J. Green turned around in that exactly. Packers game. If A.J. Green catches that ball and now all of a sudden they're 8-0, and 9-0, and and they're undefeated, I don't think that we're even having this discussion just because it's clear that they are the one seed, they are the winners of the yeah. NFC West. Also, yeah. how would you weight Kyler Murray on the team? Like, Do you think he's like 80% of the team? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Kyler Murray, he's really stepped up this year, obviously. But I think a really big sleeper that they got over the offseason was James Conner. Yeah. I feel like he's been a great— The Cardinals have never really had this running back that can, when they get down to the goal line, punch mm-hmm. those in for them. And James Conner is just that back that they need. With Chase Edmonds being out, I think James Conner's going to step it up a lot in the receiving game and the running sides of the ball. Chase Edmonds has never really been that great of a fit on Arizona. But I feel like James Conner is a better fit there. And with a good O-line and good pieces around— him, James Conner, like on the Steelers, he's always been able to be that decent running back that yeah. you need. And I feel like he's enough. He's enough where if you have that receiving talent around Kyler, then he's like as, just as good of a running back as you need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Zach, what is your first bland take? My first bland take, I think that the Chargers will win the AFC West. I mean, when you look at the teams in their division, it's very interesting. I mean, you have the Broncos, they're pretty much a fake team. Because, like, you know, their record's okay, but I feel like they're not a decent team. They're not very good, even though we're not going to talk about the Cowboys. But uh, the Chiefs, who are a bunch of, you know, they're a bunch of clowns. They forgot they're actually good. And then the Raiders, who lose someone pretty much every week, whether a coach or a player. So their team is just on the downfall. And then, you know, Keenan Allen, you know, he could be injured this week, but they still have many other options. Like, they have a good run game, a strong run game. They have Eckler. And they also have Mike Williams, who, if not Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. And I just think all around, their their team is just better than the others. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I feel like really with this division, it's really just whatever team can step it up. The Broncos team with Jerry Judy in the lineup has not lost a game. Obviously, it's only been two games, but they have not lost. They mm-hmm. look decent against the Cowboys. I feel like Jerry Judy and Sutton really take away 
the like they really take away like they they have all the vision on them when you're playing defense on them these are the two guys you're focusing on it opens things up for Tim Patrick and this Broncos defense really stepped up against the Cowboys the last week we'll see how they do the next couple weeks and with the Chiefs it's really just if they get it together if the Chiefs get it together I think they'll have a chance to run away with this division but I think Keenan Allen becoming that wide receiver one again for the Chargers is so big for them Mike Williams you know he had his weeks the few couple of first weeks, but Keenan Allen is now showing, obviously, he's the best receiver on that team. Obviously, he's looking like a top five, top seven guy in the whole entire league, and with Justin Herbert throwing him the ball, this Chargers offense to be very hard to stop. Yeah, and I feel like the entire AFC has just been so up and down recently, and I just look at these teams, like, the Chargers are a pretty solid team, yet they still lose to the Patriots, they get blown out by the Ravens, but then you have the Chiefs, who just haven't looked great at all this season. The Raiders just lost to the Giants, and I feel like this Broncos win was more on the Cowboys being bad than it was the Broncos being good. I agree. So I do agree with you that they are kind of a fake team, but I I still think that the Chiefs are going to win this division because, I mean, if Mahomes turns it on, if any of anybody like makes makes a play and like steps steps it, puts the pedal to the metal, I think the Chiefs are by far the most talented and most. and, like, most weaponized team in this division. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't even know if they have the most talent on that team. They do have the most talent. Like, we know they have the most talent. But Mahomes to Herbert, obviously, this year it's pretty close. This year, Mahomes and Herbert, obviously, skill-wise, Mahomes is a lot better than him. But Herbert's young. He's close to Mahomes this year. Eckler and whatever running back the Chiefs are going with, Eckler's miles ahead. Keenan Allen, Tyree Kill, you can make that comparison very easily. Tyree Kill... Keenan Allen. Keenan I'm not Allen making is, that comparison yeah, I am 100% at all. And that I'm not making a comparison with Travis Kelsey and anybody yeah, on the Chargers. Obviously not, but that wide receiver two position at, on that the Chargers have is better than the wide receiver two that the that the that the Chiefs have. The wide receiver weapons in LA are better than the wide receiver weapons that they have in Kansas City. And I feel like this Chargers offense and then the defense for the Chargers is also performing at a lot better of a level. As mm, the I wouldn't Actually, say that's that. Not true. I wouldn't say They're, that. Both their defenses are performing at a terrible level. They both. <laughs> been really bad this year and I feel like it's really just whatever offense can step it up at the end of the year yeah and I feel like this Chargers defense is actually like pretty shaky I mean their run defense is by far the worst in the league and they're a little bit banged up in the secondary with Asante Samuel Jr he's going to be out a couple of weeks with a sprained ankle and it's just up to Casey uh I think it's Casey Hayward um Casey Hayward to step up but I feel like I, I'm not entirely in love with this Chargers defense, and their offense has been kind of in and out these past couple of weeks. I feel like this division is kind of a, kind of a flip-up, and I'm just sure. going to go with the best quarterback in Mahomes. Um, so my bland take is Matt Nagy will still be the first coach fired. I think it's a race between him, Mike Zimmer, and Urban Meyer, but the Jags just beat the Bills with Trevor Lawrence coming in and out of the game, and... The Vikings are in every single game. And I mean, you could blame some of these lot you can blame most of these losses probably on Mike Zimmer, but the Bears just have way too much talent to be three and six. And they're on the bye right now. So I think this is gonna be maybe now where they're gonna fire Matt Nagy. And the crazy thing about Matt Nagy was he was brought in because he was an offensive genius. Yeah. And now he's not calling plays, he's not calling the defense, he's just on the sideline. And I see it very similar to when Jason Garrett was the coach for the Cowboys, brought in as an offensive genius, but then slowly just phased out of everything and then gets a little bit crazy on the sideline. And I feel like Matt Nagy will still be the first coach fired here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, it's really just whoever, just whatever team decides to do it. And I feel like the Vikings being in these close games, it's mostly on coaching. Yeah. They have the talent. They have the talent to compete with these great teams, and they, like the Ravens, and they just don't win because yeah. down the line, the play calls aren't there, the coaching isn't there, the defense can't step up, and the offense just slows down throughout the game. The Vikings mm-hmm. had a huge start against the Ravens and just couldn't do anything in the second half because they just the play calling just isn't there. They knew it was working and they didn't stick with it. And I feel like it's really just whatever team decides. I both of these coaches have been terrible this year, and it's really mm-hmm. just whatever to see team just decides to pull the plug. Yeah, and I think that the only reason why I have Matt Nagy over Mike Zimmer, well, there's some more reasons to it, but the Bears are on their bye week right now, and I could yeah. see Matt Nagy being fired within the next week 
maybe even a little bit longer than that. I just feel like Matt Nagy is not that guy. Fields has looked on and off, and I feel like that's a direct reflection on Matt Nagy. And I'm just waiting for Matt Nagy to get his plug pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Zach, what is your second bland take? So, my second bland take is that I think the Lions— I mean, it's somewhat bland, but I think the Lions will win only two games this year. I mean, you can't— I mean, you can't really rely on Swift to carry an entire team. I mean, he's pretty much their best player by a long shot, I think. And then, you know, you know, they did barely lose to the Ravens that one week when Justin Tucker kicked that 800-yard field goal. Um, but they, and you know, they've had some unfortunate game endings, not in their favor. So I feel like they're not going to go winless this year. But I just don't think their team's good enough to win more than two games at all. I just think their team's terrible. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they did have Jamal Williams out these past few weeks. That dual running back backfield is really what they've just been relying on yeah. to even stay close in these games the first few weeks. But yeah, I agree with you. The Lions, they're they're really just on a rebuilding stage. Like they they drafted Amante Brown. Obviously, he's whatever. Like he's been a decent receiver this year, but it's just not enough to lead this team to even a win at this point. Like against the Eagles, that was just a complete just terrible showing by them mm-hmm. they couldn't stop the run they couldn't stop the pass they couldn't stop hurts running and they really just couldn't move the ball on offense tj hawkinson has was coming in as like a top five maybe top seven tight end and he just hasn't looked great throughout this whole entire year he hasn't gotten the targets he's always been used to seeing and this team just hasn't been able to win games and i just don't think they can pull it through that in the stretch either i'm gonna have to disagree with you guys and i mean like i feel like the lions play bad to mediocre teams awful i mean like you look at the Bengals game they got blown out by the Bengals. they play the eagles they get blown out by the eagles but then they have these games against the ravens and against the lot uh and against the rams where it's somewhat close through three quarters and can come down to the end here and i feel like this this lions team has like kind of like a bunch of swag and like a little bit of like of like a chip on their shoulder and i feel like Dan Campbell, I think he's a great coach, and they they can flash a couple of times with that dual head uh, backfield, like you said. And Goff, Goff has been either really good or really really awful. And I feel like it's just whatever day you catch them on that, maybe they could hand out a fluky fluky win. Here's the thing: the the game that they've been close, they have it hasn't been an offense heavy like game. It's been low scoring games. So I feel like the games that they do come close are pretty much all their defense. Even though it's not a great defense, I feel like their defense does turn up sometimes, some weeks, and they're not awful. Yeah, and when they are playing against these good teams, there's really nothing to lose. When they played against the Rams, they came out, they did a fake punt, they did an onside kick yeah, two fake in the punts, first think, quarter. Yeah, yeah and like, two fake. They, they have nothing to play for. If you, people were picking them to win against the Eagles, that's so much pressure that they have on them. Like, oh my God, we're gonna get your fir- our first win. And they just they just they just throw it away every single time when they have no pressure, literally nothing. Everyone's expecting them to lose. Everyone's expecting the worst. Like when they played against the Ravens and the Rams, like you said, they have nothing to play for, and they just do these crazy play calls that somehow work out and make the game a little bit close. But I don't think they ever really have a chance to beat the teams like the Rams. Like they started winning off. Mm-hmm. They started off that Rams game winning fourteen to zero or ten to zero, I think it was, yeah. and they still lost. Like they're they they can't compete with these good teams, even if they do. It does look like it's close, and against these bad teams, like you said, they also get blown out. So I just don't see them winning i mean they've just been in like every single game that you have dan campbell the head coach like crying in an interview where he's just like i see my guys working so hard out here yet our hearts just get breaking every single time and it's just like that justin tucker 66 yard field goal greg joseph of the vikings he hit a 50 like six yarder against them to win and then you have this rams game that was pretty close and then the rams kind of uh, got away with it just because the Lions yeah. weren't able to move the ball. But I feel like, I feel like they do have that chip on their shoulder. That like, it it's just any given Sunday. And I mean, when we look at these games this past week, and it's just like so many upsets. I feel like the Lions are a perfect team where a good mediocre team goes in there, overlooks them, and then they have this chip on their shoulder and. They can maybe pull out a couple more wins. Yeah, they should have won against the Vikings. I completely forgot about that. They Kirk Cousins let a drive with like 30 seconds off to beat them. Yeah. But they should have won against that game. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, what is your second bland take? Um, my second bland take is that CMC is not a top three fantasy running back without Cam Newton. Um, I mean, with Cam Newton. 
With Sam Darnold last week on his coming back week, he did not get that many targets, and he only rushed for seven yards and no touchdowns. This Panthers offense obviously is not as electric as it has ever been. This Panthers offense is looking terrible with Sam Darnold. And now with Cam Newton, obviously the offense to be a bit more electric. But we have to notice that CMC's best and most historic seasons have been when Cam has been hurt. And, you yeah. know, Cam takes away these carries that CMC gets on the goal line. He takes away all these options for him. And I just don't think that CMC will be able to, will be able to pass these guys, especially after coming off injury, pass these guys like Eckler, Najee, and Jonathan Taylor as the top three running back if if he even gets top five. Yeah. I I would even lower the bar than top three. I, I don't see him as a top five, maybe even top seven guy with Cam here. I mean, granted, his return week last week, I mean— I think this was more the Panthers being smart. You don't want to give him 30 touches yeah. in that first week and then you have him sidelined again. So I do feel like he's going to pick up the volume a little bit and get some more rushes, get some more catches. But the thing is, though, is now that Cam's in, those rushes are going to go down. And if Cam is just going to throw it on, throw it out into the flat, he might just run for it. And I mean, it's it might sound like kind of crazy that like, oh, he could just throw it out there again, the best player of your ball. But... That's what happened with Taysom Hill and Kamara last year, whereas Kamara's worst games ever in his career. And I could see a similar thing happening here. And this Panthers offense might even struggle to move a, move the ball a little bit. So I, I do feel like CMC is a little bit uh, just outside of the top five, I think. I agree with you Initial, initially. I think first, like the first maybe two weeks, maybe these next two weeks, he's going to slow down a lot. But I think as, you know... The you know his new quarterback starts to get more familiar with him, and as Sam Darnold, when Sam Darnold comes back, I think he's just gonna be, I think he's gonna be just where he was towards the beginning of the year. I mean, I think the signing of Cam is just a sign that Sam Darnold's not coming back. Yeah, I think that Cam Newton yeah, is the quarterback. Sam, Sam, Cam Newton is that quarterback in Carolina. They love him there. That. Everybody Sam loves Darnold him there. This is their chance. This awful. Is, he started champ? off the he started off the he season did. great. Yeah, yeah. And, he and then did what Sam Darnold that, always does. He's terrible. Yeah, bad coaching. Cam Newton is going to be that quarterback, and he's honestly, I think he could lead them somewhere. Honestly, like DJ Moore, I think he'll get I him agree. a lot more into the game. But I think CMC is just. I I I disagree with you that he's not top seven. I think he's. Just at five or four because that receiving, he's he'll always get his touches. Obviously, his Cam volume, his volume is top five. True, arguably, his volume is top five. Arguably, and I also one. think he'll be top five. Yeah, I, just, especially without Henry. I just feel like I, I could see a such a similar thing happening with Taysom Hill and Kamara sure. last year, where like Kamara just like didn't see the rushes, didn't see the goal line carries. That's another thing. When they're on the five, there's probably a good percent a good percentage that Cam is going to be taking those runs in. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, exactly. I feel like Cam is just going to soak up a lot of CMC's value that I am a little bit more worried than you are about him. Yeah, yeah you definitely I, will. Yeah, I'm really interested. I'm really excited to see how Cam Newton plays. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So my second bland take here is that Najee Harris will win Rookie of the Year. Um. There is no... Like, there's no two offensive rookie of the years. It's one offensive rookie of yep. the year and one defensive. So I actually have him winning it over Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is starting to fall back to earth these past two games as the Bengals are slowing down super fast and Joe Burrow is falling off the pace. But the big thing for me is that Chase Claypool is sidelined for a couple of weeks and Juju ha is out for the season. The last time those two were out, Najee saw 18 targets in that game against, I think it was the Bengals. So I feel like with Jamar Chase slowly regressing and Najee could see a boost in his already incredible volume, I could definitely see it. Like, also, the big thing for, like, some of these awards is, like, social media presence. Sure. And you see, like, on Instagram, like, Najee, like, singing, like, a Spanish song to, like, the ESPN Deportes guy. <laughs> like, that stuff, like, everybody loves that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that gets you the votes. And I feel like with Jamar Chase slowly regressing, I feel like Najee could definitely win this award here. Yeah, I mean, Najee completely shut me up this year. I Before the year, I thought he was going to be hit or miss, and he hit completely. Najee has looked incredible throughout this entire year. And Chase has really, he shadowed over him a little bit for the start of the year. Jamar Chase is getting these 200-yard, two-touchdown games, and that's completely slowing down. Like you said, he had a fumble last game. Yeah. He he, he could have made a play on a ball that ended up being a 90-yard 90 90 yard pick six. And um, just with Najee, I feel like 
this Steelers offense has really implemented him in a great way. And I think against the Lions this week without Claypool, without Juju, he could be in for a monster game. And I think he'll go yeah. for at least 100 yards and at least a touchdown with only Deontay Johnson as the other weapon there. I feel like Najee's going to be a very big part of that offense, obviously. But I think he's going to be a lot bigger part of an offense as Jamar Chase is in the Bengals. Yeah. And Jamar Chase... I would argue that he's not even playing as the best player on his offense this year. Joe Mixon's playing very well. And if you're not even the number one option on your like decent team, then I just don't think that you're good enough to win offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase is definitely still good, but I think Najee's going to overpower him at the end. Yeah. Like, also, I feel like Jamar Chase, the beginning of the year, he kind of, everyone was saying he's the rookie of the year, he's the rookie of the year. And I kind of forgot about Najee. I it was like, and I feel like everyone, all the hype over Jamar Chase, it really. You know, I wasn't really thinking about, wait, Najee could win this also. And I feel like now that you bring this up, I really do agree with you. I really think that Najee has been playing an amazing year. And I just feel like Jamar Chase is kind of, he's similar to, he's like a slightly better Mike Williams. He gets like these crazy games. He gets these crazy deep threat. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he could he goes, he doesn't play well one week or two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Najee is not the guy who's like, maybe one week he puts up like four points, maybe like sub 10 points. I feel like yeah. He doesn't do that very sure. often. I feel like he's so consistent. And he's just playing so great. Yeah, with yeah. the amount of volume he gets, it's really hard to get under 10 points, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I feel like Jamar Chase is definitely going to still have a great uh, ending to his rookie career. But I feel like Najee Harris just hasn't had these like huge explosion, like highlight plays that Jamar Chase has. Where it's like you see Jamar Chase, like the one thing that I see a lot on Instagram is like, the have a day on the NFL mm -hmm. Instagram where basically they just show like all your accolades from the week and Najee's only won it once. Jamar Chase has won it four times. Yeah, and it's just because, yeah. yeah. And it's just because Jamar Chase has these huge blow up games, but Najee is just always like a consistent, like 20 for 80 touchdown and then like five targets, three catches, 20 yards. Mm -hmm. I feel like now the, the one week, the one week where he got that have a day on yeah. the NFL Instagram is when Claypool and Juju were both out and he saw 18 targets. I feel like his volume is going to increase and I feel like Najee is going to win this Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I completely mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. So moving on to our spicy takes now. Uh, Caleb, who? what is your first spicy take? All right, I've been waiting for this one. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles will make a run for the playoffs. Yeah, I said it. Nick Sirianni, these past two weeks, have started to kick it, and they've started Jesus to run bro. the ball to guys like Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. And when Miles Sanders comes back, I will guarantee you that he implements himself as a top 10 running back. How? He is so slept on. He got four carries a game before, and the carries he did, he looked so shifty and great. And I feel like when he comes back, he's going to implement himself as a top 10, top 7 guy. Second... They every single game left on the Eagles schedule is a winnable game that you cannot tell me that they don't have a chance in. They play the Saints, two games against the football team, two games against the Giants, one game against the Jets, and one game against the Broncos. Every single one of those games that the Eagles will 100% be in and 100% of a chance to win. The last week of the season, they play the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys will really have anything to play for in that week. And I do not. The Cow It's the last week of the season. I think the Cowboys will rest their starters. The Eagles will have a chance to win. And third, the Eagles, they have that fight. They almost beat the Chargers the week before. I mean, last week. And, you know, I just feel like if this defense can step up like they did in some of the other games, then the Eagles can 100% make a run for the playoffs because none of these NFC teams have been looking great. Okay. One, so you have second place of the NFC West. Yeah. Most likely going to be the Rams True. as the five seed. The then six him. seed, I see it as the Seahawks. Okay, they're three and five right now. The same record. The Eagles are three and six. The Seahawks are three and five. Yeah, and I feel like the, and the Seahawks, Seahawks have a harder schedule. Seahawks are going to get Russ back though, and they have a harder and schedule. Chris Carson back. I feel like the Seahawks are then your six seed. Okay, but then I feel like at this seven seed, you just have like a bunch of crap. Yeah, and I mean like this bunch of crap. Like you said, the Eagles can maybe go on a run, but I feel like a bunch of these other teams could also go on their own runs. But like who? The Eagles beat the Saints. I mean, if the Eagles do beat the Saints, and the Saints, I don't think, will beat the Eagles in a, that race for the most wins. They already beat the Panthers. They already beat the Falcons. And there aren't really, maybe the Vikings. That's the only team that I really see taking the seventh seed over them. I mean, what about the Saints, though? The Saints are like three games ahead of you guys. Two games. And we also play them. And I feel like 
it's going to be a win. I mean, like, but the thing is, though, is that the Saints, like, Trevor Simeon could be, like, benched, and then you have Taysom Hill, who did win them a couple of games last year. And I feel like the Saints' defense is, is like, very good. I, I'm just, like, I'm not disagreeing with you that they could maybe, maybe go on a run, but I just don't see them, like, fighting for a wild card spot. I just feel like that's way out of the picture. I mean, he did make a good point of, I mean, look at the teams they're playing. Like, doesn't matter. Like, I, I know three in, and six. in theory, it's like Eagles make it to the playoffs. Like, it just sounds stupid. But, like, I think that's, like, the biggest point. Like, they're playing bad teams, and I feel like that gives them a chance. I mean, they're not like the Jets who can't, like, like when they play, if the Jets played the Lions, they probably wouldn't win by as much as the Eagles did, right? They're like a, they're a, they're a good team, like not good, but like they're a. I feel like they're a decent team, and I feel like they have, they definitely have an opportunity to fight for the playoff spot. I'm not saying they'll necessarily make it, but I think they definitely have an opportunity to fight for it. They're the 12 seed right now. True. Here We've are the played. teams. Here right. are the teams ahead of them: the Niners, mm -hmm. Seahawks. Seahawks are definitely going to go there, be in the playoffs. Vikings, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Panthers yeah, and I would downfall. take the Eagles over almost every single team you just named. I would take the Eagles over the Saints. I, I, mean, would, I, 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 I wouldn't the do that. The Saints, the I wouldn't Falcons, do that. the Panthers. I wouldn't take them over the Panthers. You said the Falcons the were Panthers. ahead of them? I wouldn't. I feel like Cam Newton, though. Maybe. I feel like Cam Newton, really like you said, could depends, definitely bring depends. a spark to it. True. But I feel, I, I also feel like the Niners here. I mean, the Eagles are awful, Caleb. The they were like actually awful. No, now that even, I'm looking at it, true. we've gone past I do, the teams. That I don't think are you're going to be able losses. to beat the football team. Could have beaten what? the Chargers. Could have beaten the Chiefs, and we're in the game against the Bucks. Couldn't the be in the Chiefs. Get out of here. There Get out of Mahomes. It was forty-two to thirty. How could yeah. you, could you and have they had beaten a late them? second touchdown? And there were four points on the here. goal. Get out of here. Get out of here. They're tied with the Giants right now. Yeah. And the Giants probably have the same strength of schedule, and the Giants probably have more and talent. We're sweeping the Giants. I don't think you're going to beat the football team when Fitzpatrick comes back. 100% we will. I don't think you guys I are. I, like, I don't like Fitzpatrick either. Fitzpatrick didn't look good. I think Heineke's better. Look good Patrick, that's not a story. Shut up with the Heineke. Yeah, Heineke is awesome. The Eagles will make a run so and good. have a chance at the seventh seed at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. But I don't want to listen to this anymore. So, Zach, what is your spicy take? So, my first spicy take is I, you know, talk, kind of talking about the Bengals again with Jamar Chase. And I don't I don't think the Bengals are going to make it to the playoffs. I mean, I think we've, we've been seeing them lose more and more. And it's kind of, it's a little fishy. I mean, they look like such a good team with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, they're both studs. They're both great. But then you see they lost to the Jets. And, you know, other than the fact that Mike White possible greatest player of all time <laughs> other than that uh you know it's it's just weird like there's i feel like it, there's a great team i mean if you go back into their game log it's it's also weird like they've lost to some teams that they should not have like they lost to the bears early in the season which again is confusing and then they lost to the jets yeah as which i said and the packers it's understandable but then just last week, they got murdered by the Browns. True. Which just, I don't know, kind of like solidifies more what I'm saying because, like, if they're losing to these types of teams, like, more Don't than call the Browns bad. You'll Brown? hear why in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, more than two times. I think, I mean, if they lose, like, I understand, like, they have one bad game, but two bad games, and then they have three against these kind of teams. It's just, I just definitely think their division mates will surpass them. Yeah, I agree with this here, but the only thing is that the AFC is so weird is. where they are two games out of the two seed right now. Yeah. Like, that's kind of crazy, but they're the 10 seed right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I, I, when I'm looking at this right now, you have the Steelers, Pats, Chiefs, Browns, and Raiders ahead of them. But the Ravens. Ravens also have them, but those are just the wild card teams yeah. right there. I feel like the Raiders drop out, but I have the Pats, Chiefs, Browns, Steelers over them. I don't have the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, they're honestly a really young team. They're a really young team. They have a young core. And I just don't know if they have 
what it takes. They've never really... I mean, but the other thing is, is that these players, even if they're young, have been in these moments before. Yeah. Joe Burrow won a national championship. Jamar Chase won a national championship with Joe Burrow. They've had these moments, these big moments that they've had to shine in, and they have shined. But looking at the Bengals' schedule, again, it's so hard. They do not... they They don't... They play... One team that's below 500 right now. Yeah. They play the 49ers. They're below 500. The 49ers aren't even a bad below 500 team. They play the Raiders, Steelers, Chargers. The schedule like is tough. And I just don't see the Bengals winning as many games as you need to for the playoffs. But the only thing is that this AFC has been really shaky. It's, and just, I it's just weird. Like, you look at this team. They have Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. The offensive Tyler Boyd, never there. Uh, Higgins. T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, like. Their offense is so good. Like, I just don't understand. The line always just holds them back. And But, I mean, uh, Mixon has been great this it's year. It's just weird. They're just a weird uh, team. I wouldn't even say. I feel like Burrow's just gone completely downhill. True. He leads the league. And Chase. In, he that. leads the league in interceptions. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, and, that, is that really true? Yeah, that's, that's true. Weird. Like, Joe Burrow, he's just playing off these past couple of weeks. And... They were at a huge high point, but now yeah. I feel like they're mm-hmm. at like an ultimate lo- low point. Yeah. Yeah. But this leads into my spicy take, which is that the Browns will win the AFC North. And huh. it's because the Odell curse has been lifted. When Odell played five games this season, they averaged 20.4 points. In the four games Odell didn't play for the Browns, they are averaging 31.75 points. And the Browns just mopped the Bengals like we were talking about. And the big thing behind this is just that the Odell curse is gone. And I feel like the Browns... See, the Browns were viewed as, like, possible AFC champions, like, before the season. Preseason, yeah. This this team hasn't changed. And I don't feel like anybody's, like, like, letting down the expectations. Like, you can maybe say Baker Mayfield a little bit, but this defense is just as good. Jarvis, I mean, like... Uh, Rashad Higgins is starting to heat up a little bit on the outside now that he's come back. And obviously, you're still missing pieces with Kareem Hunt and Greg Newsome is out, their rookie corner. I feel like this is a very solid Browns team, and they could definitely win this division because they are also only two games back of the Ravens. Yeah. I think every single team in this division are frauds. I don't like... I think every single team (laughs) in this division are bad three seeds. I think every single one will not have a chance at a Super Bowl. I don't think any of these teams have a chance at the Super Bowl this year. I don't like the Steelers. Big Ben, I don't think, will be able to lead them anywhere. The Ravens always have a shaky defense. Their secondary is so shaky this year. I don't think they have the weapons that will really lead them over the Bills, over even the Chiefs. And with the Browns and the Bengals, again, that matchup, the Browns completely smoked them. And I think it's really just this Browns defense in front seven that's been so good this year. Miles Garrett is a defensive player of the year. Like he's a, he can he can win defensive player of the year this year. If Trayvon Diggs hasn't shadowed so much of that, then Miles Garrett will be the clear front runner for defensive player of the year. I think Miles Garrett is the clear I, front yeah runner. he is, but he's not getting as much notice just because of Diggs. But also, I just like where this Browns team is heading without OBJ, and Nick Chubb has looked incredible, like always. Yeah, and you just said, like, Nick Chubb might not be the most durable guy, but Kareem Hunt's going to be coming back soon. And I feel like this could definitely push this team over the top with that amazing dual-headed backfield. And I feel like the Browns just haven't been—they haven't underperformed their expectations. But now that this Odell curse is gone, I could see them winning this division pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Caleb, what is your second spicy take? Um, my second spicy take is that the Bills will not lose another game this season. Obviously, this offense has looked shaky with Josh Allen. He hasn't performed at the level. He has start. He was the first two weeks. People were like, "Okay, Josh Allen, we're out on him." Then the next couple weeks, we were like, "Oh my God, Josh Allen's just MVP guy. He's performing yeah. amazing." And now he just lost to the Jaguars, putting up six points. So it's really just been completely up and down for this team. But it's literally, they have the perfect team to bounce back against this week. Yeah. They play the Jets. I don't think, I don't see this team even letting up points against the Jets this week. This Bills offense has, I mean, this Bills defense has looked amazing. And Josh Allen will get his groove back, obviously. Zach Moss got hurt in the first quarter of that last game against the Jags. Maybe it threw them off a little bit. And then they have a very easy schedule. They play the Pats twice. That's the only thing that I'm worrying about a little bit. They play the Saints and the Bucks, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Colts. 
I see them beating every single one of these teams. I think it's a good matchup for them against the Bucs. I don't trust Brady in the regular season against this Bills defense. Obviously, in the playoffs, Brady's different. But in the regular season, I just don't trust them as much against this Bills defense. I think the Bills' weapons are just going to— I think they have a chance against the the Bucs, and I just don't see them— I see them going on this run and not losing. I am worried about the the Pats. True. And— you might say like the Pats and the Pats are pretty bad, but no, they the Pats are actually very solid. Yeah. And Belichick has <clears throat> Belichick has always had the Bills number. Like you can maybe even say it was Brady, but Belichick knows how to play the Bills here. And I'm worried about the game in Foxborough. That is week uh sixteen. <clears throat> yep. And I am worried yep. about the Bucks game. And you said, you know, Here's here's the comparison. That Chiefs Bucks game last year, mm-hmm. that's how I think this game is going to go down and I do think that the Bills will win that, but it's just that like you never know when Brady is just going to turn it on. Exactly. And you never know when he's just going to become the goat. And I mean like this could happen before this game. Like this is like oh, this is like a good like 6 weeks away and I would love to see how Josh Allen comes back after this awful awful loss against the Jaguars but I do feel like this team is very solid and I'm just worried about the game in Foxborough and against the Bucks. but I do feel like they have a good shot at running the table yeah I'm worried about these games too but I still think that they're going to be able to win the only game I'm more worried about the game in Foxborough like you said because it's week 16 and I in my opinion I think the Bills will be What's the record right now? I think they're six and two or five and three. Yeah, they're five and three right now. I think the Bills will be twelve and three by week when whenever they play the pan, but whenever they play the Patriots, <coughs> or eleven and three. And this Patriots team is going to be playing for a playoff spot at this point. I think they'll have five or six losses. They'll be playing for a playoff spot. Belichick will need to get this team to the playoffs, or everyone's be like, oh, blah blah blah. You got carried by Brady, whatever. And I think he's going to need to make a run for this playoffs. This Patriots defense has looked good. And I, it's that's been the main part. It's really just if Mac Jones can really get it together. He's looked fine, but I think if he can take that next step, then he has a chance against the Bills. But I just don't see the Bills losing another game this yeah. season. I think you're forgetting about something. This current, this coming week, yeah, they're playing the Jets. True. I'm Stop worried. With I'm, Mike White. I'm worried don't about this Mike game. White. Mike Do White not is. Say Mike, oh my he got God, 400 yards. Mike I White is the greatest player of all time. The Bills are going to beat the Jets by more than 40 points this weekend. Right, so right the now Patriots the line— beat them by 40 when they played them. The line is Bills yeah, minus 12. I would put my would, house me too. and my <laughs> life on Bills minus 12. The only thing I have is that the Bills almost lost to the Dolphins a few weeks ago too. So I just, I just don't know with this team, but I think they'll be able to bounce back against the Jets. You were talking about Brady. Don't, don't say Mike White is better Mike than White. Brady. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, though, Caleb, that they could definitely run this later. So, uh, Zach, what is your second spicy take? My my second spicy take is I think that Matthew Stafford will win the MVP. You know, Matthew Stafford never came close to winning MVP in his 12 years with the Lions. I mean, he has a few strong seasons, maybe like one or two. He threw for 41 touchdowns, touchdown passes, and 16 interceptions in uh, 2011. But Aaron Rodgers was the runaway winner that year. I mean, he already has 23 touchdowns this year. And if he continues on this trend, he's looking to have his clear best year, like by a mile. Um, and his completion percentage is nearly 70%, and he's averaging above 30, uh, 300 yards per game. And after this week, he's looking to have, you know, 3,000-plus yards. And I just think he's just having such a monster year, and I feel like he's really shown how good he is, and, he's, and he was really held back by the Lions. I mean, that's pretty clear. But I, I just realized... I think that he's the Ram, this Rams team is going to continue doing well, and I think he's going to lead his team to the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. And I have one question for you. Did you watch the game Rams versus Titans, or did you see anything about that game? Did you see Matthew Stafford's two interceptions that he threw within the 20-yard line? One went for pick six, and he completely fell apart in that game and completely lost them the game against the Titans. He was the reason why they lost that game. You can say whatever, any game, like there are multiple reasons. He was the reason why they lost that game. He tried to pull Patrick Mahomes. He was falling down, spinning around and chucked the ball to the defender. 
I do not trust this guy going forward. He's never he's never been able. He's he obviously he's not had the weapons, but he hasn't been able to perform at the end of the season. He hasn't been able to, been able to perform in the playoffs. I do not trust this guy to win MVP. He's I just don't trust him. I mean, look, Dan was talking about how the Chiefs, right? They they're gonna do well. They're gonna be better later later in the season, or they're gonna you know start playing better. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, look at his throw. Look at some of the throws he's been throwing. He's been throwing awful throws at like just chucking it in the air. Right. And, you know, he's still somewhat high on Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like. I just it, think the biggest thing here is that who's going to contest them for MVP? Um, I think there are plenty of guys that can contest them. Name some. At this point, Name I some. feel like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. And it's really <laughs> like your act, like you can't say nobody's had a flawless game. season. Nobody's yeah, had a flawless season. And that's the thing with Matthew Stafford. That was his week. That was bad. All these other players has also had bad weeks. So at this point, you can't compare them being like, oh, like you can't put Josh on in the MVP race because he's had a bad week now. You can't say that because Matthew Stafford has also had a bad week. And all these other candidates, Dak has also had a bad week. Yeah, so and honestly, at this now. point, I feel like I feel like this MVP race is completely up for grabs. I just don't trust Matthew Stafford at the end of the year. I Why? Mean, but he's been consistent. Not last week. And yeah, I just don't one think week. The, thing like is, the thing is, though, is that he leads the league in passing yards. He's uh -huh. second in passing touchdowns. He has the best QBR and the best passer rating. I mean, and also you're looking like, like, uh, like I said last episode, the NFL loves like these hot shots from Vegas. And like, what better That's than true. Matthew Stafford, who's never been good? Like, never put together, like, a really successful season in Detroit to then just come here, win MVP. Justin Herbert. I mean, but the thing is, though, is that Stafford Stafford has been playing pretty consistent. Like, this Titans game, everybody's had games like this, and if we're just going to let one game get to our head about— because, like, Brady against the Saints. Brady threw two picks yeah. that were key in touchdowns. the loss there. So what? I think Brady won MVP. The thing is, though, is that you're saying like these that one bad game against the Titans when Brady had one bad game against the Saints. That isn't a bad game, though. Four touchdowns. But he threw away the game. Yeah, but it's also Matthew Stafford literally threw away the game within the first four minutes against the Titans. They were down 14 or they were down 17 to three in that game. I think he threw a pick six and then threw a pick within the 20 yard line within the first quarter of that game. Brady threw away the game. Maybe he threw a bad interception, but he also threw for four touchdowns. The Rams had no chance ever in that game. I think Brady will end up winning MVP. I think he's going to turn it on. He hasn't even turned it on yet. Brady has these runs at the end of the season. Brady hasn't even done that yet. When he gets to these runs where he wins seven games and then wins the Super Bowl, like he's going to do this year again, I think he's going to run away with MVP. I also would like to remember when Matthew Stafford actually beat Tom Brady in the Bucks. Mm -hmm. True. Brady had a pretty bad game that week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just and Stafford I tossed Stafford. a nice little 350 for four touchdowns. Yeah, screw you, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just don't trust Stafford going forward. I mean, if you're going to let one game go to your head, like... Really? I, yeah, I mean, like, you could say the same about Kyler Murray. You could say the same about Joshua. You could say the same for any single one of these guys in the conversation. But it's just, it comes down <laughs> to, like, consistency, and Stafford has been yeah. one of the most consistent. You're pretty much basing when, your whole point off of one game. And when Kyler Murray wins that division, I also would put Kyler over him. Mm-hmm. When Kyler Murray wins the matchup 2-0 and outperforms Stafford in both of those showings, then I would put Kyler over him also. I mean, you could you could literally make the case for any of those True. guys, but like you just have Stafford, LA face, LA face, consistent guy. I think it I, I honestly don't even know who might win MVP. Yeah, exactly. But I do feel like this is a nice take by you, Zach, to as like a spicy take here that Stafford will win MVP. Um, so my next take, I was going to put it as my hot slash burning take, but I just like, I just had so many that I just thought this one would be fine as a spicy take. Cam Newton will return to somewhat of his old self. And today the Panthers actually, like we talked about today, the Panthers signed Cam Newton and I don't think he's going to be MVP Cam, but he's going to be a hundred times better than Sam Darnold. Huh. This is the most amount of weapons Cam has ever had in his career. And I think that, like you were hinting to Caleb, he could maybe lead this team somewhere. And last season, before he got COVID, he looked very good in that Seahawks game. And working with Joe Brady, a great offensive mind, I could definitely see some things click and Cam could be good again. 
Yeah, honestly, Cam has gotten his chance. He didn't get his chance at the start of this year. Everyone was hoping he was going to be that QB1 on the Pats. He didn't get his chance, and this is the opportunity. We might see a return to obviously not Super Bowl Cam like what he was. He was amazing on the Panthers. But I feel like with these weapons, Robbie Anderson, he hasn't looked great this year because he literally left New York to get away from Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold followed him over to Panthers. And obviously, Robbie Anderson had a bad year. Robbie Anderson literally left him, and Sam Darnold followed him right over. And now I think Robbie Anderson with the new receiver, I mean, with a new quarterback, you might see a new him. You really might see a new Robbie Anderson, the guy that can go deep. And also with DJ Moore, I think DJ Moore is going to have an astronomical better, astronomically better uh, year than he has been with Sam Darnold playing badly. Mm-hmm. And I just think this Panthers team, yeah. like you said, I think they can obviously, I, I think this NFC 7 seed, like we were talking about before, is up for a toss-up. When's yeah. the last time Kenyon's played an NFL game? Last, last year. year. Yeah, but like, was it, it wasn't the last week of last year, was it? Probably True. was. Really? But, he played last, didn't he get, didn't yeah. he? But last year, he led the Patriots. I think they started off 4-0 last year, and they had an unlucky loss to Seattle. And I just feel like Cam Newton, he can do it. He can. He's had this experience in the Super Bowls. He's had this experience going almost 16-0 and with the Panthers. And I just feel like Cam Newton, he's that guy. I feel like he will become that guy in Carolina. He'll overtake Sam Darnold as that role, and I just feel like he's going to get his chance again. Mm-hmm. I, I just like... I, I've always loved Cam Newton, yeah. and like, I love he's rooting for him. Guy. I feel like just as like a spicy take, I think that the Panthers will definitely sneak into a wild card spot here and Cam will win the starting job over Darnold even if yeah. there is any competition, but I really like Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to our hot takes here and these are obviously not what we think, but these are kind of just like your dart throws. So yeah. yeah, let's get into them. Zach, what is your first hot take? So you know, this is a pretty big one. So I think that Odo Beckham, I think he's going to be a monster on the Rams. I, I really do. Maybe wide receiver two. But maybe. Maybe wide receiver three. But I think he's going to be in that wide receiver two, three spot. I feel like the only reason he sucked on the Browns this year was because he just wasn't getting he wasn't getting nearly enough ten- attention. I mean, Baker Mayfield just refused to throw him the ball. He just wouldn't throw him the ball. And, he, and you can't do anything without the ball. Like, you can't be good when you, your quarterback just doesn't throw to you. And he was kind of just there. Um, I mean, now Matthew Stafford has been looking for more targets lately. Robert Woods finally started to see, like, he started to be somewhat on par with uh, Cooper Cup in terms of targets. I feel like he's been, he's definitely been, his value's been going up. And then Deshaun Jackson left the team. Yeah. And they've been needing this deep, they've been needing a deep threat, just like Deshaun Jackson was. And I feel like OBJ, he's definitely a deep threat. I feel like, I mean, he he's going to do his OBJ things on this team. And I feel like, Stafford has so many targets in his in in his immediate field of view, right? Like so many, like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, and he's and they're all gonna be no none of them are gonna be be running flies all the way down the field. And then and then OBJ, if he wants to go to the deep threat, he's gonna be the guy. So I I really see him. I I can maybe see him getting you know averaging around a hundred yards per game if he gets those long um, catches. Yeah, I truly hate this spot for OBJ just because <laughs> I, I of fantasy. Yeah. I hate that Robert Woods anyways, but I feel like OBJ literally left the Browns to get more targets and to be the wide receiver one, and he joined a team that has two receivers better than him yeah, already and a running back that's more skilled than him. And I just think he'll literally get the same amount of targets as he did at the Browns. He's like, he's literally like sort of washed, just ring chasing at this point. Like it's it's just annoying to me. And I feel like OBJ could have gone to this team like the Packers where he'll be the wide receiver too, clearly. I don't think he's better than Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. If anything, he'll get four, five targets a game. If anything, he'll take away from the targets that Robert Woods is getting, which boils my blood so bad <laughs> and it makes me so angry. Robert Woods was just getting that kickstart yep. that he needed in fantasy and now OBJ is there. But I don't see OBJ as a monster at all. I think he's in a role like Van Jefferson was sort of in where it's just like you'll get those goal line touches sort of and you'll get those deep balls maybe and Van Jefferson I think he's a completely he's not liable at all for fantasy he's the wide receiver four on that team he's gonna get less targets than the tight end but I just don't see OBJ as a monster at all anymore when he did was on Cleveland and got targets he still had a decent year he had five touchdowns that year I just I just don't see OBJ as that guy anymore he's not that guy anymore he He had He had the, he had his seasons on the Giants. I just don't think he's gonna be like that anymore. You gotta look. Why was he bad at the Browns? Why? It 
because it he didn't get the ball. It wasn't only because of Baker, though. It was You can't. I, these Kevin Stefanski yeah. offense drives wide receivers out of town. Like, Stephon Diggs wanted to leave because Adam Thielen would only work in that type of offense because yeah. Diggs saw those deeper type of routes where Thielen was more over the middle, like Jarvis Landry. I kind of... I'm. I feel like OBJ might have a little bit left in the tank. I'm it's not true. saying I do. I find it just so hard how he would be averaging 100 yards. But yeah. that, that's what makes it hot about it. But I feel like I feel like he could definitely settle down and take away from Cooper Cup's huge, yeah. huge uh, volume and take away from Robert Woods a little bit. I could see him as like kind of like a five- for 60 type of guy yeah. that might be pushing a little bit but I do feel like OBJ has stuff in the tank and him with him Woods and Cup in the same offense under Sean McVay with a solid quarterback I feel like yeah. exp- there's gonna be a lot of fireworks I just, in I LA I don't feel like he's bad I feel like he's a he's no. still good I feel like he's still good and I he's another addition fit. to Kale, Kale, you're just mad that he's going to take away from Robert Woods. Yeah, I am, but I also just hate that he went to— Yeah, like he if just hates OBJ, the fit. You literally didn't get targets yeah. on the Browns, and now you're going to go to a team that you're not going to— If you're, you're going to get a smart. little more targets. No, it is smart because you're going to get a ring yeah, maybe but... this year. But I just feel like if he went to a team like the Packers, I would be saying the same thing that you said where he was going to get those targets. I just hate this fit so much for him. I think he'll get four to five, maybe six targets a game. Maybe he's going to have a pop-off game like A.J. Green does on the Cardinals. Yeah. But I just I don't like it. You know, like I it. agree with the four or five targets. The deep ball threats, they get four, they get they they don't get very many targets. So I, I do agree yeah. with that. But. True. Mm-hmm. So, Caleb, what is your hot take? My hot take is that the Titans will win the Super Bowl. I think this team has the talent and the skill set around them that the Titans will be the Super Bowl winners this year. This is a hot take to some people, but honestly, this is my opinion. I think the Titans will come out of the AFC. I If Derrick Henry comes back, I don't see them losing, truly. I think this Titans team looked incredible against the Rams. This is the best defense that they've had in the past five, ten years. And this defense has always been the problem. Coming in, everyone was saying, Fire, amazing offense, high-powered offense. The defense sucks, like always. But now this year, all, all of a sudden, they get two turnovers against Matthew Stafford and win them that game. They step up against the Chiefs and hold Mahomes to three points. And now we don't know what this defense is. And this defense has been stepping up so much lately. If they can get a second seed, which I think is 100% going to happen, I think it's very likely with these four teams competing for the, for the for the Ravens division. And I just feel like the Titans will get this top seed, this 1-2 seed. Derrick Henry will come back for the playoffs after they get their bye, and I think they'll completely run through this AFC unless the Chiefs really turn it on. But I just like them more than every single AFC team, and I think they have a chance against any of the NFC teams. Yeah, I, I love this as well. I mean, like, the possibility that Derrick Henry is going to be coming back during the playoffs when it's going to be freezing cold, and that is literally the best time to have Derrick Henry. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like the Titans are just like, beat the Bills, beat the Chiefs, destroyed the Rams. I don't know what else they have to prove. Yeah, and now they have Adrian Peterson. Say what you want about him. He used to be one of the best running backs in the league. He's obviously washed he, up. I wouldn't. Old, but I, yeah. he has the— he has the like experience him and Julio and Tannehill they have this experience to drive this core drive AJ Brown to be the best that he can drive Derrick Henry to be the best running back in the league and step up in the playoffs I don't see them losing to any of the AFC teams how do they lose to the Jets they lost to the Jets because Derrick Henry wasn't playing and they lost no, to the no, Jets. No, 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 Derrick Henry was playing. Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry was playing. AJ Brown, Brown Julio, Julio Jones was not playing. playing. Of course, okay, whatever. They lost to the Jets. And these teams, when they when they play the Jets, they either turn it around. The Jets have two losses. They're toxic. They either have, they turn it around two wins. or they lose. Yeah, two wins. They either turn it around or they start losing. The Bengals started losing. The Jets haven't lost. The, I mean, the Titans haven't lost the game since. They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Rams. That's all they have to prove. I do not think they're going to lose that many more games this own season. If... They lose it all, and I just they have an easy schedule: Dolphins, Saints, Texans, Pats, and I just don't see them losing. And don't and I see them getting this top two seed. Okay, I'm gonna give our last hot take, and then we're gonna quickly go into our ride or die here. Uh, my hot take is that the Lions are gonna be getting their first win this Sunday against the Steelers this week. And coming off the bye, I feel like the Lions are gonna have some tricks up their sleeve, similar to how they played the Rams. 
Um, I think the Steelers are a little bit shaky and could fall into a trap game here. Mm-hmm. And how the Lions played the Rams with fake punts, onside kicks, I could see happening this game and swinging into Lions' favor. And like what we were just talking about, this team has that chip on their shoulder where I feel like they can compete with some teams with just a couple of tri- tricks, like an onside kick or two. And I feel like these Steelers, like Big Ben just could just not show up for this game. And Big Ben has done that before. The Steelers' defense does hurt this a lot, but I do feel like the Lions coming off the bye gives time for Jamal Williams to come back. I do feel like the Lions could have some upset potential here against the Steelers. But then you're looking at like what Caleb said earlier about when they were like, when people were like, hmm, maybe the Lions will win like against the Eagles. Nobody is saying the Lions. Nobody's saying that. Nobody is saying the Lions. No, 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 no. no. But like, like that they have that they. They don't though. Nobody's saying that. That's the point. Is that the Lions have nothing to play for, and the Lions. But they kind of did against the Eagles. Exactly. Yeah. Which which they do against the Steelers. They don't though. They They don't. They did have something to play for against the Eagles because people thought that they might win. They might beat this Eagles team, but they don't have anything to play for. That's what Dan's saying. Exactly. The Steelers are the clear favorites in this game. They don't have anything to play for. Everyone thinks the Steelers are going to win. And if the Lions can sneakily run away from it, like Dan is saying, because they don't have that chance, like people are, people think right. they don't have this chance, then the Lions can run away from it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Big Ben could just not show up. And I mean, like sure. losing talent at as Chase Claypool is out for a couple of weeks. I just feel like, I just feel like the Lions, I feel like this might be like a low scoring game, like maybe like a yeah, 10 like a to 17 line. type yeah. of game. I just feel like the Lions could definitely upset the Steelers. But we are going to jump into our ride or die segment here. Um, so, Zach, who are you riding with? So, this year, I Marvin Jones, I mean, this week, Marvin Jones, I mean, his best games have understandably come with good target volume and at least five catches and usually a touchdown. I mean, this week, Jones has taken on a Colts defense that's allowed the most receiving yards to wideouts who line up outside. Uh, they also rank bottom 10 against outside wide receivers in yards per catch and yards after catch per reception. I mean, the Colts' pass rush, pass rush pressure rate has started to improve lately, but it's not considered dangerous enough, really, to throw off Trevor Lawrence by any means. I just, I just, I really see Marvin Jones in the, getting, those, getting volume from Trevor Lawrence this week against a really bad defense. I I I mean, I don't really have much to say to this. I couldn't even really tell you how Marvin Jones has been doing. But I think this Colts defense is pretty nice, and I feel like Trevor Lawrence has been great the past couple of weeks. Um, I I would I don't think that Marvin Jones is gonna have this incredible game this week. I I mean, he's playing a defense that's just not at the level. I mean, you could see you look at their stats, they've They've let up, they have allowed the most rec- receiving touchdowns to uh, to wideouts that line up outside like Marvin Jones, and I just feel like, why would it change this week? Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw quickly some couple names out at you. Hunter Renfro or Marvin Jones? Hunter Renfro. I, I mean, even though I do like Marvin Jones with, with you know, the whole Henry Ruggs thing, and I, I do think Henry, Hunter Renfro is going to be the one. Cortland Sutton or Marvin Jones? Probably Marvin Jones yeah, this Marvin week. Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I just think he's going to get the more volume. Okay. Uh, Caleb, who is your ride this week? Um, my ride is Josh Jacobs. The Chiefs defense, running defense, has been terrible this week. He has three touchdowns before he got hurt in the games, including the game that he did get hurt. And I think you 100% start Josh Jacobs this week. If if you're in a fan duel league or anything, just pick Josh Jacobs. He's going to have a huge week. Yeah, I, I like this too. I feel like this Chiefs defense is awful. And Josh Jacobs has been pretty consistent. Very, yeah. I feel like this could be an explosion game as mm-hmm. like maybe like a two, three touchdown type of game yep. here. I do like this if you're in like a fan duel league. Um, my ride this week is Leonard Fournette, and the football team has just been awful. There's gonna be a blowout and a lot of scoring, and I feel like yeah. Fournette is gonna get a lot of these carries and a lot of touches. I mean, the only argument against this, I feel like, is that Brady might try and run up his passing touchdowns and just throw every single time they're at the one. But I do feel like Leonard Fournette is going to get a ton of ton of touches. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Jacobs and Leonard Fournette were like two top five fantasy yeah. running backs yeah. at the end of this. Um, so now let's uh, go to our die for this week. So someone who we think won't do 
uh, that great this week. Uh, Zach, who is your die? So this week my die is uh, Antonio Gibson. I mean, there's always there's always a chance that Washington decides on some changes in its offense coming out of its bye week. But, you know, the track record so far suggests that Gibson at Washington's I mean, Gibson as Washington's running down back and McKissick as it's passing down back. I mean, in a matchup against the Bucks, who see the fewest running back rushes in football by essentially two carries per game, just amazing. I mean, I would be extremely worried about the overall workload for Gibson if I were to start him. Yeah. I just think it, it's, it's just unsafe to start him, really, because, you know, because just because of his workload and the monster defense he's going up against. I just feel like there's no reason to start him. He's just everything's going against him this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like people in 12-team leagues aren't even playing Gibson yeah. anymore. Yeah. I just feel like this matchup puts it over the top. I would take out Gibson. I would even start J.D. McKissick over yeah. him just because they're going to be passing the entire game. I mean, if you're really, if you're, like, incredibly desperate, I see guys like Jordan Howard, mm-hmm. Boston Scott, maybe even Kenneth Gainwell. Any of those Eagles running backs could definitely be solid plug-in plays. Devontae Freeman, even though he is playing uh, right now, Thursday night football, I definitely feel like he's going to have a nice workload. But, yeah, I would take out Gibson in your lineup. Caleb, who is your die this week? Um, my die this week is Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis. I don't like either of them this week against the Cowboys' run defense, and I just think the Falcons are going to get completely blown out. Um, I mean, I would pick Kyle Pitts as my die also, but I think the they're just going to have to feed him the whole entire game. And I think Kyle Pitts is the only Falcon that is really going to have a good week this week. I... I like Mike Dave. I I don't like Mike Davis, so I like your point about him. I don't think he's gonna have a good week. But Cordell Patterson, I do find interesting. Yeah. His Cowboys run defense looked awful against the Broncos. But the thing is, is that I would be really interested to see how the Cowboys combat Cordell Patterson. I mean, like he's just like kind of that like a unicorn where like you put him out wide, you would have like Micah Parsons guard him, but Micah Parsons isn't the best in terms of pass coverage. And I would be really, I, I feel like Cordell's going to have a good game, but I am out on Mike Davis. Yeah, definitely not Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, So my die this week is <clears throat> Alvin Kamara. And he hasn't logged a practice this week, and he could be very limited due to a knee injury. But I also feel like the Saints will struggle to put up points against, like we said, a very solid Titans defense. I think this just is, this is just a blowout, and I would be worried about Alvin Kamara's workload coming into this game, especially with Taysom Hill coming back and could take away a couple of carries from him. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Kamara, like you said earlier and on other weeks, he just hasn't been as good as Taysom Hill. And this Titans defense has looked they, look, they look so good against the Rams, so good against the Chiefs, and I'm so yeah. high on them. I don't see the Saints winning this game, and I don't see Kamara having as good as a week, especially with Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, Caleb and Zach, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. And thank you, Walter, the producer. And see you guys next time. Yeah, thank Thank you. you.